This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Good morning. It is Monday, November 20th, 2023. And just when we thought maybe the Bishop Strickland news was going to subside and we could talk about some other things, perhaps, that is not what seems to be in the cards today. So <laughs> the uh, we are had over the weekend some reactions from various outlets come in. Some of the more uh, mis- mainstream media had or didn't even reported on that story. That's how big of a story it became. And so when you see Fox and CNN and the New York Times and other news outlets that are our hosts tell us the trustworthy ones, when they're reporting on it, you know that this is a bigger story than most people seem to realize. And so we have a couple that I'll focus on today. One not one's from a Catholic news source. We're going to go with that one, but another from a a mainstream one as well, fairly mainstream, usually political, not Catholic stuff. Well, they do occasionally touch on that. So I wish you all a good morning for who are saying the same to me in the chat. And we're going to go before we do that to our first story of the day. I want you to bear in mind there are other things going on in the church. So this comes from Mesa and Latino. And this is a, which is an Italian news site. And the story is that Francis has stopped offering the weekday mass. He no longer offers mass, the daily mass, for whatever reason. That may be a sign of him slowing down or not, because he's still got plans to go do all these other, uh, you know, trips for his various secular programs that he's involved in. But the there's a, a website called the Magnificent Chronicle of Rome, which follows the news according to which Pope Francis, for some time now, has no longer celebrated the weekday Holy Mass, but is used to regularly coming to Holy Mass instead. So he goes to Mass, sits in the pews where some priest who typically works in the Vatican offers the Mass instead. It's an interesting uh, bit of context for things going on that it's worth remembering because, <clears throat> so regardless of what you may think of him, you should pray for him, okay? Because offering no longer offering the daily mass usually means that there's something going on, okay? So pray for him, whether you agree, like him, think he's the false prophet or whatever, whatever, wherever you lie on that grandiose spectrum of opinions on the man himself, pray for him. Our Lord commanded us to pray for basically everybody, including our enemies. So pray for him as well. So with that, let's go to our main story, which is why people tuned in, which is on what the SSPX had to say about this. And for whatever reason, it's not showing up there as an option. So we will try that again. So from the SSPX, we get this story. The United States bishops or United States Pope Francis removes Bishop Strickland from office. Now, most of the story is just a recap. Most of it. And I say this is a statement because this is from the SSPX's official news website. Most of these stories that they publish have no author byline, meaning this is the news as the SSPX sees it. This is not like a official press release from the SSPX saying this is what we think. 
This is a little more subtle than that. But they they give a very by-the-book recounting of what Cardinal DiNardo had to say about things, of the statement from the Vatican, some things from Bishop Strickland, things you all heard by now. So we'll skip past that. It begins to shift tone here where it says here, Bishop Strickland has a good enough record. There are currently 21 seminarians in a territory of 119,168 Catholics. The diocese is also in good financial standing. It's significant to note that the bishops or the Pope's decision to remove Bishop Strickland from office comes two days before the start of the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops Fall Plenary Assembly. So that's where the tone begins to change. Remember, when they say he has a good enough record, where meaning he's got more seminarians on average given the population density of Catholics in his diocese, that's where it changes. Let me get to this. Byline, a synodal tyrant. Quote, it's important to note that relieving a bishop from office is a rare event, not under Francis, normally motivated by grave errors on the part of the bishop. That does not appear to be the case here, even if we ignore the result of the apostolic visitation. We must also note that Bishop Strickland has shown himself to be particularly incisive against the synod on synodality. He wrote a courageous letter appearing in August to warn his diocese of certain novelties incompatible with the faith that would be discussed at the synod. While the elite motif of the synod was listening to all, and particularly to those who feel excluded, Bishop Strickland was entitled to treatment that could qualify as clericalist in the sense of an authoritarianism that the Pope has not ceased to exercise since the start of his pontificate. You understand the gravity of what they're saying here. There are thus very distinct limits to the listening proposed. If we compare the treatment reserved for this bishop with that of priests and indeed of bishops whose doctrine is nothing less than defective, the injustice is even more blatant. It is truly tyrannical. This in a story that starts out as a very just cut and dry reporting of the news. Where the tone begins to change just before you get to that byline there. But where is the lie? Where are they wrong? I want to know if you think that they're wrong. That is a strong statement. And I want to especially have people who think the SSPX don't go far enough with their position with Rome to really take note of that. Because Bishop Filet, the he's not the head of the SSPX. That's actually, there's actually a regular priest who is. But Bishop Filet is sort of like, because he's a bishop, is seen as the head of the SSPX. He often has conversations with in Rome, apparently has an office in the Vatican. You know, they're not in schism. You don't give a, someone in schism an office, right? He has an office there, apparently, has conversations with members of the hierarchy who work with Francis, occasionally meets with Francis himself. And he get, they get criticized for being too cozy with Rome. With a statement like that, one wonders if they will be. Because again, these kinds of articles represent the official position of the Vatican, or not of the Vatican, of the SSPX, because it's their news site. Okay. Everything that they publish there is vetted. It's not exactly, it's not a news site that I check regularly because they don't post stories there daily. And often when they do post a story, it's just a reflection from one of their higher, higher profile priests. <laughs> when Chris says they're not wrong, right? Where, right? Where would the, where would the error be? There is no error there. But that's not the only one of these kinds of stories that we're watching here now, because it turns out the, there was somebody, I had a couple people send this to me. And so we're going to talk about this. This comes from the Federalist. And they go through all the things that Francis does in the secular realm and how he, certain kinds of bishops, 
Supiches, those friendly to James Martin and that topic he loves so much, they never get this treatment. The German bishops, they don't get this treatment. The German bishops are told, you know, given letters talking about how the Holy Spirit is moving among them. So we get this from the Federalists after a long exercise and explaining, bringing people up to speed. Because remember, this is the Federalist isn't really a Catholic outlet, but there are a lot of Catholics who read it. So they spend a lot of time on that. And then they, we get this section where they tell us to look to St. Athanasius. Quote, on the bright side, Bishop Strickland is following in the illustrious footsteps of the revered early church father, St. Athanasius of Alexandria, who earned the distinction of being driven into exile five times for a cumulative period of 17 years by a pack of devious clerics who were bent on spreading the Arian heresy. The Alexandrian heretic priest Arius began disseminating this bad idea shortly after the 313 Edict of Milan put an end to the persecution of Christians throughout the Roman Empire. Arius's lie, according to which Jesus the Christ was not eternally begotten of the Father, but rather made, pierces the heart of the Trinitarian doctrine. For if the Logos was not a true God, but a creation of God, his divinity is diminished, and our Lord is, is reduced to a halfway God, becoming just another religion's version of Hercules, essentially, which is what Hercules is, is sort of a halfway God. No, Jesus Christ is truly, is truly God and truly man. Not so, said the gentle but intransient Athanasius in his famous text on the incarnation of the word, published just prior to the explosion of that heresy. The renewal of creation has been wrought by the self-same word who made it in the beginning. The one father has employed the same agent for both works, effecting the salvation of the world through the same word who made in the beginning. Even after that heresy was condemned at the 325 Council of Nicaea and its principal instigator admonished, the movement persisted and even appeared to prevail. Athanasius, as Bishop of Alexandria, defended authentic faith in Christ and thus found himself contramundum. Naturally, his opponents didn't spar with him on theological grounds. They had no such ground to stand on, but instead sought to undermine his credibility and hound him from his seat by leveling petty allegations. Does that sound familiar? Okay. And as I talked about last week, he wasn't the first. He's just the latest. There's going to, they've already announced a coadjutor now in uh, for Bishop Ray, as I talked about on Saturday. They've announced who it is. And he's actually, weirdly, tends to be, according to Dr. Peter Kwasniewski, tends to be more in line with the with Bishop Ray in in France. But still, okay, this stuff is still going on. And the more bishops speak up who are not retired, the more we're likely to keep seeing this happen. For 30 years, Athanasius's enemies manipulated the allegiances, priorities, and weaknesses of successive emperors and popes to bring phony charges against him, ranging from misappropriating and mismanaging church property to raising sedition, promoting bad things, and even doing bad things. Even after his fifth exile, Athanasius was reinstated to his see where he remained triumphant for the remainder of his life and has ever since been lauded as a pillar of the Catholic faith. He is one of the four saints who surround the throne of St. Peter in the magnificent Baroque sculpture that sits in the apse of the Vatican Basilica. C.S. Lewis said of Athanasius, quote, It is his glory that he did not move with the times. It is his reward that he now remains when those times, as all times do, have moved away. Like St. Athanasius, Bishop Strickland stands resolute against a reimagining of doctrine that would shake the very foundations of the church. The second century Bishop of Lyons, St. Irenaeus, warned that all heresies have in common their insidious attack on the fully human, fully divine Jesus Christ. The 
present one being down by downgrading God's law to suggestions only is no different. If divine revelation can always be interpreted better then by what standard does Christ judge? And if he cannot judge, he cannot redeem. If he cannot redeem, man cannot be saved. And the God man is thereby demoted to a sensible teacher. And the whole Christian faith is reduced to a lie, but it isn't a lie. And Bishop Strickland, of course, knows this. This is why he intuits that the attack on him is motivated by quote forces within the church that don't want the truth of the gospel. For the late Australian Cardinal George Pell, the question was this, does the church teach publicly what Christ taught fully aware that some of those teachings are unpopular? The answer to that is often no. At least many of them don't. Thank you for the super chat, Richard. It is appreciated. He uh, says, uh, thank you, Anthony. May all have a blessed Thanksgiving. And may you have a blessed Thanksgiving as well. And I'll just announce here that I do plan to do a live stream that morning, but I'm going to bring, I'm going to have a reflection for my in place of a news video that day, but I will have I will cover the news of the day in a live stream probably at this roughly this hour of the day. So please be ready for that. Samantha says this is not my view of him that him being reinstalled. He's not going to get reinstalled. Not in not anytime soon. Not until we have probably a decent a decent to good Pope. I believe that as Bishop Strickland should lead us as a Bishop when we must go underground. I truly believe this flock grew tremendously. And you know, there are some who criticize him for not being, you know, a theological mind. And, and in some ways it might be to his advantage. He is uh, among the bet, the ranks of the better bishops. He's probably the one who has that, that, that faithful warmth about him that just sort of attracts people to him. Whereas he, you know, he won't, you'll never get Bishop Strickland probably waxing eloquently the, about you know council document this and doctrine these doctrines but he'll be able to teach you the faith in a way that is accessible john germain says every day the hierarchy proves archbishop lefebvre to be correct they also prove the archbishop vigano correct when he says that the whole event of vatican ii should be erased gone sent to the trash <laughs> the um it's interesting. I'm going to be talking about Vigano tomorrow because there's a debate brewing between him and, and one of the other better bishops. And I, as long I, my hope is that they remain, it remains respectful between them, but it's a debate that needs to be had that they're having. And so it's really good to see it happening. And I'm going to be bringing that to you tomorrow morning at this time. But yes, the SSPX said some, something that will probably, well, hopefully at least close down, like clamp down on the, they're too cozy with Rome talk for some people, at least in their defense of Bishop Strickland. And the, it's weird. If I'm reminded, you remember when Traditionis Custodis came out, I brought to some of you, those of you who've been watching me for a few years now know that when Traditionis Custodis was issued, the secular media even was like, Whoa, guys, like the New York times, if I if memory serves correctly, the New York times called it too much. They said it was heavy handed, Right. They weren't the only secular media outlet to say, hey, what are you doing? This is too much. And then, then you get the Federalist saying that, too. Now, the Federalist is not the kind of outlet, you know, the soupages of the world are going to be reading and subscribing to. But it's still there. It's It brings to mind this idea that that it's becoming obvious to people that there, that as the, the title of that article is something to the effect of you know, cracks are beginning to show. I have to be careful. They have an advertisement there that uh, at the top of their page that our host would not like. So I can't put it on there. And it's not like something anybody watch you and I would have a problem with. It's something that YouTube itself wouldn't like. So I made sure to keep it uh, off screen, but they, 
it's becoming obvious to people that the the things in Rome seem to be have gone wrong in a very real way. What happened to the motu proprio? Do you mean traditionus custodis? I mean, it's in effect. It's in effect. And Francis, one of the reasons explicitly cited for the removal of Bishop Strickland was his failure to implement that motu proprio. Has Bishop Barron's view of this been reported? It has not, but if he ever comments on it publicly, I will definitely mention it. I'm very curious because, you know, I'm not a fan of Bishop Barron, really, even though he, as when he, he, I don't think he's insincere about his concerns about the Eucharist and about other things. But, you know, some of his theological opinions are very, uh, are worth being, are, are questionable, but some people better equipped than I am are the ones who should take that on. But I don't think he's also like one of the really bad ones either. So I'm very curious. He's very moderate himself. At least that's what it looks like. Although he is, you know, on good terms with Pastor Jimmy Martin as well. So bear that in mind. But I'm very curious what he, he would have to say. And it could be that he just says nothing at all. Bill Brown, there is no rapture. That is not a Catholic doctrine. That's an invention. That is a tradition of men invented in the 19th century. The rapture is not biblical in the slightest. With that having been said, is there any further questions from the chat? I will take them now before we go. The, um, the, the language used by the SSPX to describe Francis was a pretty tasty, we'll say. So um, I'm just curious what you have to say about all this in the comments. So let me know. And in front of the channel, Baron, I, I used to... I used to say, uh, for those... Most people aren't aware of this, but my for the first year of my channel, I used to refer... whenever I. Cardinal Supich was in the news a lot that year, and I used to refer to him as friend of the channel. It was a joke because he was on, I covered him so much, but unfortunately the joke had to go away because I got tired of explaining it. Um, Richard, I think you might be right. I, I don't know about this percentage, but I know that he, he doesn't have a most orthodox view on the eternal fate of sinners, we'll say. Traditionalist Catholic says the language the SSPX uses in its articles is typically understated. That is absolutely true, which is why that statement is so important, because if they're typically understated, what do they really think? So anyway, folks, we're going to wrap it up here. You have a blessed day. Make sure to check out the news video I have for you today, because as the channel members know, it's because when I schedule videos to go live, they get to that. They get it uh, first. They it um there's another bishop speaking out so you pray for the bishop that i'm talking about in that video and that video will be available to you in about 20 minutes so may all may uh just keep people in your keep everybody in your prayers that i mentioned in the video today keep me in your prayers and i will be streaming planning to every day this week so god bless you and as always pray for the church ave maria <laughs>